0: Welcome to our podcast for generations in family business, past, present, and future. Our hosts for this podcast are myself, Tim Schuster, and I'm a senior manager in the Center for Family Business Excellence.
1: And as always is my good friend. Hey Tim, this is Matt Kersner and I'm a director in the center. How are you? Matt,
0: great to see you. You as well, you as well. <laughs> always a pleasure, Tim. My pleasure as well. So on our last podcast, you know, we discussed execution and accountability in the succession planning process. And to remind our listeners, it's a six step process. It's transition and exit strategy, governance, growth and value enhancements, execution and accountability, leadership development, and finally succession. So today's show, we're going to talk about the leadership development component. So Matt, would you mind kind of giving our listeners call it the 100,000-foot view of leadership development? I know this is going to be a fun subject too. Yeah. Um but I'd be curious to hear your two cents. Matt. I would
1: love to talk yeah. about this. I mean as a HR professional, I you know, I always say people is your biggest asset, so leadership development is very critical. Mm-hmm. Some people call it supervisory, you know, development, management development, but you know what, I believe the most successful supervisor manager is a leader. Yeah, right? exactly. And there's a big difference. So leadership development is very, very important. So a couple things that, you know, when we get into leadership development, it's very important for an owner or partners when they're starting to think about succession and, and moving on to their next phase of whatever that means to them, they gotta make sure that their bench is ready, right? Who is who is ready to take over their position, but more importantly, their whole bench, mm-hmm. right? Because entrepreneurs feel very comfortable when they're present and they can really put their fingers on on everything. Yeah,
0: they love to have right? that, right?
1: And there's a lot of resistance about leaving this or it's gonna be done the right way. Another thing, Tim, which is very critical, and I always tell owners, CEOs, partners, a lot of times their day is rise up to fall down. Oh yeah. And when you start doing a job analysis, this is how much time it takes, they're not at 100%, they're at 150, 160. Mm -hmm. Because again, they're not that 40 hours, right, 2,080 hours a year person. When we start analyzing what they do, they're the CEO they're in charge of marketing they also you know, they might have a ceo or a controller but they also want to be part of yeah, the financial part, of the, yep, part exactly. of the books you know what r&d research and development mm-hmm. so when somebody decides it's time for them to go and we st- we start talking about replacing them it's not replacing a one for one it might be one for 3 or 3 to replace that one yeah exactly right so you need to really develop your people See what you have internally, and then see what you need outside. But I don't want our listeners to think it's just a one-for-one replacement. So leadership development is very, very critical.
0: So it's interesting you bring that up, man. I, and I feel like in most instances, especially when I'm working with the clients that I deal with, you know, a lot of it is these guys who are the entrepreneurs. They they really don't realize it until you have them write it down. Do you think that's kind of the best way to handle that and say, you know, why don't you actually take a few moments and write down exactly what you do, yeah. uh, right? Do you think that's kind of a course? Cause like sometimes it's almost planting the seed and hopefully it yeah. blossoms into a flower. Um, but would that be the first step you would have?
1: Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, actually, it's I wouldn't say it's the first step. The first step I actually say is, let me see your org chart, mm-hmm. you know, organizational chart. And this is just your hierarchy of your organization, owner slash CEO, mm-hmm. yep. and then the, the C-suite or the executive team, the middle management, and then it flows down. And then it's really what they are all doing. And yes, I do encourage when I'm working with people, especially when there's nothing memorialized, I don't want to overburden them and say, we have to do time studies. I'm not talking about that. But I do encourage keeping daily journals. Now, using technology, if people use Outlook calendars, you literally can plug in throughout the day what you're doing, and it has time-specific slots if you do that. Then you can go back, color code it, analyze it, and find out what your time is being spent in. Once you do that, then you can say, okay, who else do I have in the organization that can take some of this on, or how do I, you work know, on work on it's this area? Someone else right. External, right. So a journal or a daily list of things that you're working on, or how much time is being spent on that, that will absolutely help. I do it. I ask people to do it for usually a month. I know it sounds like a lot, but if you have a notebook on your desk and you just jot it down, or you use your Outlook calendar and plug it
0: in. Mm-hmm very very helpful. Okay, no that's wonderful. So now let's say we have someone established to take over who could be internal external. What, What is your process? You know if there's a way and again every business is a little different and I, Matt you say perfect right every business is like a snowflake right yep. so it could be one way shape or form this way or that in a good sense. What is usually a good time for a transition? So let's say we have someone identified. Yeah. Um, how long does it typically take for someone to say hey you know what we're in a place where the CEO or the entrepreneur can exit at this mm-hmm. point now and the new person can take over so
1: usually uh, that's not an easy answer right right because of the snowflake process so i actually like to work with uh the owners or the executive uh, who's running hr or the person who's running hr for the organization which usually is the owner yeah right exactly Exactly. And, and that's where we say okay let's develop this clear specific goal and strategy for individual development and who do we have in your organization? It's almost like force ranking a little bit. Yep. And then what you do is you say, who's your top 15%, who's your bottom 15% and then who's that middle 70%. And what I always say is when you're looking at the top 15%, who is ready today? Who's ready three years from now? And who is ready five years from now? This can help understand how you develop a individual developmental plan for those individuals to see if they're truly ready.
0: Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. And, you know, it's interesting too, right? Is is there an instance where if you identify these individuals, do you have these conversations with them ahead of time? Or is it one of those, you know, you identify them and say, let's see where the next couple of years take
1: us? Yeah, I always caution, you know, I I, I believe in transparent communication. It's a a big part of my methodology when when I work with families or businesses. However, I don't want, to have the owners the ceos or or leadership set an expectation and then have their employees take it as it's literal right Mm -hmm. because you just don't know how people are going to perform you got to put them in in positions of testing them stretching them giving them assignments so you never want to say okay tim i'm going to put you on a path in five years yeah you're you're the chosen one exactly right you want to say listen you know we, we we have a lot of uh, faith in what you do. You, you, we do consider you a high potential. With high potential, there comes opportunities. So we want to put a plan together one year, three years, five years for you, and we want to see how you do. That makes sense. But you never want to promise somebody that this is what it looks like in five years.
0: That makes sense. And they can get a sense of complacency too because it's like, well, I know I'm going to get this, right? Yeah. So let's not let's avoid that at all costs. Let's, let's tie this all back together. We can even kind of throw in the strategic roadmap in there as well. Um, So how is this all done? The final execution?
1: Yeah, so the final execution is just making sure that all the steps and the processes are done, that you've actually taken the time and done your due diligence through, you know, that transition exit strategy. Are you going, what are you going to do? Are you that fork in the road? Are you going to hold the business and transition it? Or are you going to liquidate, go through a liquidity event, and that's your succession, right? So that's a big decision. Then the governance that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Do you have your family counsel? Do you have that nice balance between the family needs and the business needs and having processes and governance around that? Is your business at the value that it needs to be in order for you to feel comfortable to have your lifestyle for the rest of your life, holding it and transitioning it to somebody else and yep. you still have your retirement plan? Or- you know is the business you want to sell the business and is the value of the business where it needs to be so you can maintain your lifestyle that makes sense. very critical and then the we already talked in a previous podcast about execution and accountability how do you hold yourself accountable and your team accountable that the process is moving and that you're dotting your i's crossing your t's doing all your proper legal paperwork working with your employees working with your board do you have all of that in place And then the last piece is that whole leadership development. How do you recognize talent? How do you retain the talent that you have? And how do you put a path together? Once you have all of these steps in place, okay, now you have this future plan that you can now execute. Mm -hmm. And that is when you have a full package that's ready to call succession planning.
0: That's amazing. No, that's great. Hey, Matt, seriously, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you for listening to Generations and Family Business, Past, Present, and Future, as part of the Eisenramper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at EisnerAmper.com. Visit Eisenramper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. We look forward to have you listen in on our next Eisner podcast.